The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Jimmy of House Nuts. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today we are into some news uh, concerning House of the Dragon, some Emmys, uh, and I think even a little bit of an update on Wins a Winner. Yeah, that is right, Jimmy. You know, it's just one of those things. It's the summer season here, and it's Emmy season, right? And this year, you know, it's House of the Dragon season. Are they going to clean up? I don't know, Jimmy. They got some pretty stiff competition, but certainly HBO is pretty much nominated for just about everything. And, uh, you know, if you guys look back at the Emmys over the last decade, Game of Thrones pretty much cleaned house about every single year. But House of the Dragon's first time at bat here may have some uh, tough competition from fellow HBO shows. So that's kind of... It's always HBO, right? That's the thing. And then we do have some news about the writer's strike. George R. R. Martin gave us an update and a little bit of sort of an update about, you know, Winds of Winter as well. And actually, uh, something funny I'll pull up here as well is uh, IGN posted an article that somebody did where they asked ChatGPT to finish Winds of Winter, right? And so uh, we can, you know, we can, we might, uh, might dive into that uh, for some fun things as well, but here we go so let's go i'm gonna go ahead and pull up the emmy nominations and we'll start with that because uh, i think this is where it's kind of fun i'm just using the wikipedia here so for outstanding drama series i'm gonna just go list by list here uh house of the dragon nominated i think that one was pretty obvious right jimmy that it was going to be nominated but is it going to win because that's the big one that is like the big head honcho emmy to win you know, and then there's also outstanding comedy. So those are pretty much like the two big ones. If you're going to if you're going to win one, if your show falls into either, you know, one, one of those categories here. So it is going up against Andor, Better Call Saul, The Crown, The Last of Us, Succession, White Lotus and Yellow Jackets. Now, I haven't seen all of those, but I think collectively, maybe we have seen all of those, except for maybe like yellow jackets i don't know i didn't watch it I don't who know has showtime in 2020 seriously i i i don't i don't know the but last time i sh- had showtime was like season two of dexter and ray donovan like i haven't yeah. had and and i will say this i've heard yellow jackets is really good so i'd like to check it out but the other stuff on this list i mean if i'm being honest like it would be hard i, I haven't watched it but i know people i trust and i'm almost caught up with it i gotta watch the last like two seasons i think but better call saul has to be like in the consideration considering it was the final season people loved it right. um the the thing about it is is it feels like better call saul has always gotten kind of the shaft when it comes to the emmys 
Yeah, and I was looking that up as well. And we'll get to that too when we get to best lead actor because what some of the predictions are is for starters, it seems like succession is going to be like cleaning house is what everyone is sort of, is that what everyone's sort of saying final season of succession is going to be cleaning house. But uh, some of the predictions are that like Bob Odenkirk is nominated who plays um, mm. Saul Goodman, right? From Breaking Bad and of course, Better Call Saul. And so like maybe he will finally get his Emmy for I best hope. actor, but then you know, like the show won't get it. So the other things, obviously the crown I did watch and I liked the crown and I've seen, you know, sort of like start to finish, but I, I don't know. The crown to me has, was always just sort of like good, but for me, I never felt like the crown was really a great show. I don't know. I'm sure some people out there are like, Hey, it's amazing. Maybe it's because they live in England and it has way more to do with them than it does us here in, in the United States. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I I know I've watched the first like uh, probably four or five episodes of season one, and I thought it was amazing. But uh, like most television shows, I I kind of dropped off. Um, I don't know anything about the current season. I have no idea how people feel about it. It has to be somewhat good, considering that it's up for an Emmy. Uh, but I'd be shocked if that won. I think. Yeah, I would say the one to me that seems the least likely to win is Andor. I'm actually, and really? I love, and I loved Andor as a star Wars fan, but Andor, while it is a great star Wars show by the time you finish it, season one has a lot of flaws in it as well. It is very, very, very slow up until about episode five. And then it kind of picks up. Now it's ending is phenomenal. And it's to me, the second best star Wars show I would put, I'd put, I would put it well above book of Boba Fett and Kenobi, which I can't even believe Kenobi got nominated for any, uh, and it did get nominated for some, and I will, we'll get down to it, you know, but I'm shocked. Cause I didn't like Kenobi pretty much. Well, hey, they gotta have some losers, you know, they gotta, <laughs> yeah, 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 right. It's, it's, it's ridiculous here, but, but I, I would be very shocked if Andor took, if Andor took that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think house of the dragon, uh, has a really good chance of beating it. Uh, I think the last of us, is my it's that's where i'm feeling it white lotus I, was also really good too white lotus was tremendous apparently i did not watch that either i did uh, i would say any of those hbo shows you know and, and, and honestly i and i didn't watch andor but like right. any of these winning i probably wouldn't have a problem I, I don't know if the crown beats house of the dragon i might be a little salty because like house of the dragon is also you know a a kind of secession story Right. Well, I guess I guess you also have secession in that, in that list, which right. That's that's even though I haven't watched it, it seems like that's what everyone's saying is going to be the winner. And because it's like it's final season, I mm -hmm. can sort of seeing it like House of the Dragon, if it doesn't take it this year, which to be fair, by the time this is all said and done, this will pro unlike Game of Thrones, this will season one will probably be House of the Dragon's worst season. Like, I think I it's only going to get better because House of the Dragon season one, oh, you do have the time, you do have the time jumps. And once we get out of those, that's going to feel way more just like what Game of Thrones felt like. I I mean, I think House of the Dragon is only going to get better. I hope so. I hope the strike doesn't affect things too, too awful much. Um, right. I I don't think House of the Dragon is going to win, to be honest. This I'm year? Happy, no, I don't. I'm Not for best drama. Though. I'm very happy it got nominated because that means, you know, it's being taken serious by the critics. Which means it's right. probably gonna get pushed more. Obviously, the fans showed up for it big time, uh, and the ratings were yeah. insane. Uh, do you think? 
I think, by the way, House of the Dragon smashed even Secession in views. Like, I don't. Do you think? think did you think? Um, did you Did you watch all of The Last of Us? I did not. Oh, oof, it's really good. I mean, did you I play know. The Last of Us? I played The Last of Us. Okay, well, it's pretty much the same thing. So, I mean, you know, that's you, what I said. You... I said I don't, I don't care. I guess and I'm yeah. not trying to be a hater. I just, I'm good. You know, I'm good. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, let's move on here. Um, so the next category here is outstanding lead actor and then lead actress, right? So outstanding lead actor. There was nobody nominated from House of the Dragon, but this sort of happened hmm. in Game of Thrones as well, where like Peter Dinklage won a lot, but he was always listed as a supporting. Yeah because there's rules on how much time you actually have to spend. So like it technically there were a lot of seasons were no actual leads. That's in, so interesting. Cause in Peter game Dinklage, of, in game of Thrones, right. Peter Dinklage is the person who showed up in the most episodes of game of Thrones. Right. So that's, that's sort of the thing. So there actually was a nobody nominated for, house of the dragon for either lead roles in the drama series Ooh. but sometimes but this this season i felt like matt smith could have qualified as a lead i would have thought so i would have he if you know because he's because obviously so like emma Dar emma darcy and olivia cook right they split time but patty constantine and matt smith were pretty much in the whole show because they didn't, their actor, they didn't, you know, change because there were the time jumps. Yeah, I mean, even then, like Emma Darcy and Olivia Cook. I, I, I mean, you know, there's a lot of good talent out there, and there's so many shows nowadays. Um, so it's, it's, you know, it's hard to say who deserves to be on what list. But I really would have thought that Emma Darcy's performance would have been something to to be remarked on. But uh, we we've been snubbed once again. Yeah, and same thing with supporting. So they Wait. weren't so. There's none for supporting. Nope. House of the Dragon has nothing in supporting. That's ridiculous. So supporting actor is White Lotus, Succession, White Lotus, White Lotus, Succession, Succession, White Lotus, right, and Succession. Well. Literally the entire thing for actor <laughs> was crazy. white. So like Patty Constantine and Matt Smith didn't even get nominated. I mean, I'm a big fan of Aubrey Plaza, so I'm happy to see her on there. But uh, honestly, the fact that Pat, that that to me, that's an asinine. Right. I'm, th so, I'm, I'm outraged because Patty Constantine's I I sort of felt like the king scene was his shoe in. I mean, he made the show, in my opinion. Like, I, I mean, honestly, like season one was a great I loved it. I would give it like a eight point five, nine out of ten um, without Patty Constantine. It's probably like an eight. Like he right. he was an integral piece of it. Uh, and and I just can't man, it sucks, too, because like he's not going to be in any other seasons. And I just feel like he should get recognized for that performance. That, yeah. that, that, that's a little disheartening. I won't lie. Outstanding directing for drama series. Nothing for House of the Dragon either. Um, OK, I guess. Like, I don't know. And Andor got nominated. I don't know about Andor getting nominated. I mean, there was one episode where I felt like that could have been it, but the one it got nominated was not the one I would have would have nominated it for. Yeah, I mean, is, do we have a special effects? Like, do we get that? At least? Maybe. I mean, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep going down here. But outstanding writer for writing for a drama series, and nothing for House of the Dragon as well. I mean, okay. Uh, you know what? I think that might actually be fair. Um, even though it's a, a dialogue heavy show, I feel like 
we'll see some of the best writing and the slower scenes as the show slows down. So like, I'm kind of okay with that one. Yeah. So let me see here. House of the dragon. Cause it was, it was expect all the predictions was that it was going to be, have way more sort of uh, nominations, but really the, it only got nominated for outstanding drama. I guess that's uh, I guess that's kind of the curse of following the most awarded show of all time. Uh, and also right. a show that has a lot going on. And I don't think we've settled it into the very end of season one. So big cast, lots of moving pieces, uh, changing of actors, right. And actresses as we went on through the time jump. So th- there, there was a lot uh, going against the, the show for the format that the Emmys are in. But the fact that at least it was nominated for Outstanding Drama Series makes me happy. And if it were to win, I would be through the roof. I'd be excited. I, I don't I don't care too, too much about award show, but there is something that feels um, reaffirming or reassuring whenever something wins a bunch of awards. Yeah, I just I'm just uh, man, I'm just I'm just a little I'm intrigued by it that I just sort of I felt like it would have it just it would have been more. I wonder if it was. You know, timing. I mean, remember, we sort of thought, hey, you know, like it's going to be going up against Rings of Power. And there for a while we were thinking Rings of Power and which also didn't get nominated. I was going to say, I mean, let's look around the uh, room here. There's no other fantasy shows on this list. So. I think maybe we should just be lucky, be happy that we got nominated. (laughs) I say we we because clearly I put a lot of work in on the show, folks. Uh, It's true. (laughs) I'm being tribal is what I'm doing. Well, yeah. So. Yeah, so there's some other so there are some other things as well. So like outstanding guests, right, is some things that happened. Um, and I sort of outstanding guest actor in the drama series. I was thinking, man, Andy Circus was gonna get that. I actually thought, and for Andor, I thought he was actually might even get qualified as supporting. And I was for a long time thinking, man, Andy Circus has been going up against Patty Constantine for best supporting. I guess technically they ended up qualifying it as guest, is what I saw as well. But uh, yeah, nothing there yeah, as we well. We might need to so. start watching non-nerd shows. We might have to watch the the drama. Game of series. Thrones is like the biggest. Well, Game of Thrones is the biggest show on television. It's not nerdy. Everyone was watching it. It was mainstream, man. I it mean, was so it was so mainstream. It was like people don't even want to talk about it anymore. You know, it still has dragons. Well, <laughs> maybe dragons are just twenty tens now. You know, it's like oh right, no. That was <laughs> cool. Went. I hate that to see was it. cool, you know, back back then. But is is the thing. Yeah. So could be a situation where that you know they know it's going to win some awards. It's going to be a season two thing, season season three thing, and they want to give Succession its its due. And there's a lot of politics that go on inside of the award ceremonies. I mean, every year the Oscars are just a joke, and the yeah. Emmys usually feel usually a little more rounded you know like i mean but who knows if ted lasso doesn't win for every comedy thing then the whole thing's then the whole thing's a farce so <laughs> i hear barry is very good yeah i haven't I, that's i'm that's on my to watch list but, but i was i was very much i'm i'm finishing ted lasso right now and it's like perfect it's like i do perfect show. yeah i do like ted lasso quite a bit <sighs> Uh, so anyway, here we go. Now let's move on over to uh, this is a Collider article. I saw this also on 
Uh, I believe I, I believe maybe IGN and somewhere else as well. Let me get this pulled up here. So House of the Dragon season two is still filming. So I actually saw this and it was it was supposedly this sort of weird rule where technically they have like just enough there's some like thing where it's where they're filming is sort of just outside of like the purview of the writer strikes yeah Yeah, so they so for whatever reason they can still they can still going so this i'm reading this one is from the collider article but uh it says as you may know you know the wga sag all that stuff strike is going on george r R. martin has a blog post which i'll pull up and collective here as well and he's talked about how he's gonna you know he is out there picketing so if he's not out there writing wins a winner, he's, he's out there on the picket lines. Okay. <laughs> he's writing, but it's on sign saying we strike. So, um, you know, he's commented in saying house of the dragon season two is still filming despite the strikes, but his involvement with HBO productions has severely decreased in the last month. Uh, you know, he uses his writer's thing, uh, his blog here. So, this is a quote from it saying, I still have plenty to do, of course, and that I'm one of the lucky ones. These strikes are not really about name writers or producers or showrunners, most of them whom are fine. We're striking for the entry level writers, the story editors, the students hoping to break in actors who have, you know, act- an actor who has four lines, you know, all these things like he did back in the 80s. Yeah. So he's also said that he has been, you know, fully supportive of the strike. Um, and I'll find the exact thing here, but also he said that his deal with HBO is actually in is suspended, right? So he said his overall deal, which was signed in 2021, which originally put him in business with HBO max for at least five years. Um, this means that Warner discovery had no problem in letting go of the remaining three years of the contract, even though it had been already resulted in a slate of game of Thrones spinoffs developed. The author celebrated the fact that amidst all of this, he can still work on his stage play, the iron throne. Right. And teases that the uh, something else. And he also, you know, talks about, you know, the winds of winter, which he is still, uh, which he's still producing. So apparently his, his contract is, is suspended from Warner brothers discovery. Yeah. That is crazy because could they suspend it indefinitely? Like, I I don't know why they would, but like, let's say house of the dragon, not getting as many Emmys as they wanted. I don't think that's going to matter. All they care about is ratings. Um, but yeah, this is just wild uh, to know that somebody who I would consider to be uh, in that realm of rare air of being almost untouchable uh, is also, uh, you know, having to deal with uh, the studios and, and, and the networks and everything. This stage play thing is very, very curious to me because he's saying it's called the Iron Throne. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so last week we had a great meeting with the producers on The Iron Throne, the stage play we've been working on the past few years. The scripts for that one are coming along well. It's got me very excited. So uh, I know that this stage play, the stage play he talked about putting on Broadway was supposed to be The Night of the Laughing Tree. It was supposed to be The Night of the Laughing Tree. And what happened at the tourney of Harrenhal? Yes, yes. Now, my question is, is The Iron Throne just a working title? Is it not that story anymore? Because the Iron Throne does not strike me as what the Tourney of Harrenhal would be named. But with that said, the Iron Throne has a better name uh, for like TV show watchers. The and general audience. general audience, right. And the Tourney of Harrenhal is very much probably about the Iron Throne, right? Because Rhaegar and the Northern, uh, the whole thing is, is probably centering around the Iron Throne. So uh, I'm very curious about the stage play. I know that most people probably aren't, <laughs> but I will book tickets the day that oh we're going we're going we're going to do we're it 100, yeah 
Yep, it's gonna be a whole. It's gonna be a whole deal. Yeah, it's gonna be amazing. I, I mean, I would love to do that, and that would be my first Broadway play as well. So that'd be cool. But I am super curious about it, and I hope to the seven that this is still the tourney of Heron Hall because if we get to finally figure out what actually happened there, yeah. I mean, come on, guys, that would be sick. Yeah. Whether it's a, yeah, whether it's done as a stage play or not. I mean, you um what uh harry potter it's like final book the eighth book what is it the cursed child right is a, as a stage play i mean but it is canon jay you know uh what's her name uh said this is canon so maybe george is going to be kind of going in the same you know in in the same way here yeah yeah, I mean, but, I, I don't. Uh, I think I think he's trying to find ways of giving us answers to things as he realizes that maybe he won't be able to get to everything he wants to get to. And this is what we talked about with the Duncan Egg Show. And I think that George is going to be able to slip things in there that maybe tidy some things up that we've been very curious about since like 2001 when Duncan Egg first uh, came out. I think it was. And the Iron Throne, if it is truly going to be about the Tourney of Harrenhal, I mean, that is going to essentially pull back the veil on uh what started robert's rebellion in a lot of ways so this is just a for me it's exciting because george is uh, a writer truly not just of books but of screenplays and and everything else so to see him kind of flexing different muscles i think is is pretty neat yeah yeah so he he's, he says here too right that his deal was suspended and so mm -hmm. he must just qualify i'm wondering you know, he doesn't really go that much into it other than just sort of lumping into this whole deal with the strike. Now, is that George out there dressed up as a as a dragon, as a big as a big purple dragon? I think I think he did. He says he says, no, that's not me. But no, I, mean, I think he's lying. I think he's definitely in the purple dragon suit at the picket line. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, but he, they, he doesn't go into any detail about like his, his his deal being suspended. Was June 1st the day of the writer strike? So did it? I think so. Let's look that up. He, he doesn't seem concerned. Like he's just like my deal is suspended, you know, June 1st. So, you know, his the writer strike technically started May 2nd. Hmm. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm curious about what his deal was, because I don't know if he was officially hired as a writer or sort of just a like producer or whatever. Or maybe they're like, hey, we'll suspend your deal. Now, thankfully, it's suspended, which means obviously, no, he's not. They didn't fire him. Um, Warner Brothers can't afford to do that. Right. Because they just lost like a billion dollars on the flash. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> but apparently they're making it all back up with Barbie. So I've never <laughs> been so unhappy with the company controlling this piece of media <laughs> than I am right now. Yeah. That blue beetle superhero movies coming out is projected to earn $15 million. Seriously. $15 million is what it's projected to earn. The budget was over a hundred million dollars. I don't get it. I, that's what happens when you make a movie about a character nobody knows anything about, and then before it comes out, you tell everyone, "Hey, none of these things matter." Bro, the Barbie also, movie, one hundred fifty right. million dollar advertising budget. It's the yeah. budget for the advertisements was bigger than the movie. Well, the whole, the the Barbie thing is honestly like wild, and it's only because people turned it into this thing, this Barbieheimer thing. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. which yeah. now so now so they've already got the sequel ready. Apparently, oh my god. <laughs> Have you seen it? Have you already seen no, it? The thing that's no. coming next. 
So apparently the internet is already making the next thing. There is a Paw Patrol movie coming out the same day as Saw. So now they're calling it Saw Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> going to the movies is, is cool again. Um, I'm, I, I'm, I, love I'm the, I love going to the movies. If I could get a ticket for Oppenheimer, that'd be great. But they're you sold out everywhere. Or you want IMAX. Yeah. Do are you going to go see Barbie too? Or are you just going to? Hell no. Really? Hell I no. I can, Why would I, I go see Barbie, Matt? I kind of want to see both, but no. I'm, but I I have a projector at home, so you know it's like I'm just gonna wait to the only movie. So I went and saw the Flash because I see any Batman movie in theaters, and the only other movie that I'm going to this year that I'm 100 going to is Dune Part Two. I mean, I'm that's, definitely I'm going to Dune Part Two. Wait, you're not going to see Oppenheimer in theater? No, probably not. It's like it's pretty probably. long. It was shot on 70 millimeter. Yeah, but I have a projector. It's I have a IMAX to a projector. I dude, I don't know. It's a hundred foot screen in my living room. It's pretty. It's pretty <laughs> sick. What about the and sound then I, stage? Oh, dude, I got a. I got like a bow. I got a Bose sound bar, man. That's like you can't get better than that. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's Bose, man. They make the best speakers. I already know what happens. They drop the bomb. Woo wee. You know, I have I a degree. I, I have a bachelor's degree in history. I know what happens. I'm an expert. <laughs> but no, I will. I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's. I don't have, I don't really have a lot of good movie theaters around me. That's like, that's fair. They're like, where it's like, oh, I'd want to go see that in IMAX. Yeah, I get that. How long? It's probably a long movie. It's three hours. Yes. Yeah. I'm out. You're out. No, I mean, watching it in theater for a three hour, three hour movies. That's too, that's too long for me. You think? Well, I mean, Batman was kind of the Batman was kind of long. It was like two. And yeah, a half you can hours. sit through that that mess. Yeah, but that's yeah, but that's that's Batman. I got any Batman movie. Batman, Batman is box office for me. So Let's it's see. just you know, I don't even know you anymore. My God, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna watch it when it when I can stream it and I can watch it at home on my projector. I because I watched because I watched his last I watched Nolan's last movie Dunkirk. And I'm glad I didn't go see that in theater. And I mean, it was great, but it was just like, that's just not, that's not what I want to see in. in that's the, fair. In a, in I a, will say this. I, I am more excited for Dune 2 because. Yeah. What's the best, what's the, the best IMAX experience you've ever had? Dune. It's not even close. Dune. Dune. Yeah. Dune. It was insane. Like it yeah. was out of this world. No pun intended because it's not on earth, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just ridiculous. And, and it helps whenever you have one of the most batshit soundtracks of all time. Like he's having like, right. a, he's having steel drums and bagpipes and electronics. It's like, I'm, it was amazing. I loved it. I loved yeah. it. Star Trek for me, the, the first J.J. Abrams Star Trek, I think was my favorite movie to watch in IMAX because it was just like, I don't I it was just, that. I, I still think that movie is just absolutely phenomenal. I love that movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, to to, to say the least. So um okay let me pull up this ign article about like 
person fin- chat GPT finishes wins a winner here. Yeah, I mean, uh, unless we have unless we have any any other any other thoughts on. Well, it. I mean, I do want to mention at the end of the blog post, George says that he is working on wins a winner daily, right. writing, rewriting, editing the whole thing. He said he's making progress, slow and steady. He would like to make more progress. He knows we would like even more progress, but nonetheless, he is getting stuff done. Uh, this is good. He's not saying he's working on it here and there. I mean, he's working on it daily. Uh, I feel like I feel like George is in the zone, dude. I, I don't know. I'm will. I'm I'm manifesting is what I'm doing. I mean, what what was our prediction? 2024 November 2024. November 2024. We're still, we're still on it. Sorry, I accidentally pulled up the um, Spanish uh, IGN, so that didn't work. Here we go. <laughs> Let me get this IGN article pulled up here too. Okay. So uh, this is an article saying someone used ChatGPT to finish the Game of Thrones book series. So, you know, ChatGPT, I use it. You use it, don't you, Jimmy? You have a lot for work? Uh, yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. So, I mean, it's 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 a lot of fun. So anyway, so they asked um, some people to, this person asked to finish, you know, the Song of Ice and Fire books because it's taking George R. Martin forever to do it, right? So here we go. Um, it's a bit better as a, a general plot twist, though. Talking about it goes on to sort of talk about like, you know, the uh, whatever, like the the way ChatGPT works and stuff like that. Yeah. So he says, does it actually give the thing it does here, or does it just let us know that somebody did it? It, I, so whenever I read it, it was just uh, letting us know that someone had done it. However, apparently uh, it is. Te- well, obviously it's going to be terrible. Right. But apparently there's like 60 or 70 instances of the exact same phrase of subverting expectations. <laughs> uh, so it, it, it did not do a good job. And to me, that is absolutely no surprise at all. Well, I've thought about having ChatGPT uh, finish it, or certainly if it could just um, answer, you know, some specific questions about it. Like, you know, all right, here we go. Since since they're not actually giving us the details on on it, Jimmy, what's the if you could? What's the one thing you could know, if you could know? Right, like if you if you could know right now, George could sit down and tell you, like, what happens here? What's the one thing that you want to know? Oh, holy. Oh my God. So it depends on the day. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Cause I, I, I kind of hop to like my favorite questions. Oof, 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 oof. I'm going to, I'm going to say this and I'm gonna think about it some more, but I, I want to know what is up with Helen Reed. Like mm-hmm. does Helen Reed come back? Like wh- where is Helen Reed? He's the biggest, one of the biggest question marks in the books, in my opinion. So that, that would probably be what, <laughs> I would want to know, which seems silly, but I always felt that Helen Reed is like a big key to the series. Um, I'm also very curious about what the faceless men are doing at the uh, Citadel. Mm-hmm. I would like to know that as well. Oh, okay, here we go. I found it. This is just Winds of Winter. It's the full book written so by chat, written by chat GPT. So it's way too long for us to, you know, actually read. They also have the dream, the dream of spring. So here we go. Just, let's just start. Let's just hit the starting paragraph here. Tyrion Lannister dwarf and exile stood resolute upon the prow of the majestic vessel, the winds grace. It's time worn planks creaking beneath his weight. 
His mismatched eyes, one green as the emerald depths of the whis whispering wood, the other a glimming, glimmering pale amethyst stared out into the boundless expanse of the narrow sea. As the ship cut through the frothing waves, the wind bearing the salty tang of the ocean la uh, lashed at his face, sending raven black locks of hair spiraling across the mouth. That's so way more. That's way more detailed than even George. What is this, Robert Jordan? <laughs> Yeah, or is this like, you know, fanfiction.net? His, <laughs> his lips, full and pursed in contemplation, were tinged with a touch of melancholy. The weight of his troubled past etched upon his face like the lines of a map charting the arduous journey <laughs> he had undertaken. Does ChatGPT just be like, hey, we need an adjective every two seconds? Here, we'll just keep uh, skipping here. Tyrion's gaze met Daenerys's, his eyes holding a mixture of trepidation and defiance. Your grace, he responded, his voice tinged with a touch of weariness. The shadow of our past is a relentless companion, a specter that haunts our every step. It is a part of who we are <laughs> into the tapestry of our lives, but it is within our power to define our future, to shape our own narrative, despite the weight of our transgressions. The ship sailed, sailed steadfast onward, the distant shores of Essos growing more distant. Okay, it just keeps going and going. Man, this thing has a lot of... It's like every single thing is just like some sort of adjective here. I'm just going to keep skimming through and then finding uh, paragraphs here. But yeah, Jimmy, I would say that ChatGPT is still a long way away from... From finishing the Winds of Winter, you think? Yes. <laughs> I would agree. Every line is Tyrion. Is it is this whole book about Tyrion? <laughs> I think so. Hold on, did it literally just make this whole? I mean, every single line. I'm how many chapters would I be in at this point? Uh, you, you'd go. be pretty deep. Asha, Harlan, and I'm just like skipping through like half the book, the fake book. In the crucibles of her trials, Melisandre stood poised at the precipice of her own fears and vulnerabilities. Like a lone flame amidst encroaching darkness, she confronted the shadows that lurked within the deepest recesses of her being. The very essence of her own... <laughs> this is ridiculous. With the dimly lit chamber where the air hung heavy... It's like, does it even get to Jon Snow? No, I don't think so. I, Dude, I just feel like... Well, first off, well, this is terrible. First, um, this is terrible. George Martin's version version will be way better. Th this obviously feels like a unedited uh, sixteen year old right. so, who has a story they really want to get out. And uh, right, and somebody's like next page, again. next page, next page, next page. Yes. Let's 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 cut to the end here. Yeah, I, I want to know how it wraps up, dude. Um. Let's okay. Here, here we go. Here, so it's so the, we're in like the final page here. So this would be it. Looks like it's Beric and Darian and Thoros of Mir and Lem Lemonclaw. Isn't Beric and Darian totally dead? That is the belief. Yes. Okay. Well, apparently not. The. Let's see here. The torchlight flickered, casting dancing shadows upon the chamber walls as it reflected an ebb and flow of their resolute spirits. Man, it really likes the word resolute. It sure uh, does. Beric's voice rang out once more in its cadence resolute and unwavering in the face of uncertainty and parable and 
peril, we must remain united. The Brotherhood Without Banners is more than a name. It's a symbol of hope, a beacon that shines through the darkest of nights. Together, we shall ignite the fire that cannot be extinguished, a legacy of compassion, justice, and resistance. The chamber fell silent, the weight of their collective purposes purpose settling upon their shoulders with a nod of agreement they set forth, their footsteps echoing the stone halls as they embarked on their next chapter. Their resolve burned brightly, fueled by the knowledge that as long as injustice persisted and the weak cried out for protection, the Brotherhood Without Banners would stand unwavering. What the hell is this? I, I that has nothing to do with the Night King. It's just like the Brotherhood Without Banners being a thing. Just being chads, dude. Just, just going out there and making sure everyone's okay. Everything is like the road ahead will be filled with sacrifices, dangers, and unknown. Well, wow. thank God the 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 thing that uh, George R. R. Martin, the computer that George R. R. Martin write, is writing on, can't even connect to the internet. <laughs> He's writing on that DOS box, man. Yeah, there's this new thing that's like that where it's like it's like it doesn't connect to the internet, and it's like, but it's like a modern version of it. And I keep seeing it in my uh, on my like Facebook feed. And I'm like, I don't want anything to do with this. I don't know why I keep showing up, but. <laughs> <sighs> so yeah it's still gonna be a while before we have before we have winds of winter but uh yeah any uh any closing thoughts here jimmy uh no not really just you know i hope that uh house of the dragon season two still is going well um i know that you know they're kind of in a weird spot where they can actually film i think that's probably good for their chances in the emmys next year because uh if no other shows get not done, be any other shows yeah they're gonna get nominated clean sweep Right. Is next year's drama category going to just be like House of the Dragon and, you know, Real Housewives, you know, season there, 48 or something? There might be a slight chance. Yeah. So it was like, well, that ep that episode had some drama in it. So, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah that, there we go. Like WWE and sports are going to be oh the only God. other the only Fine. other things that can, that can complete Monday Night Football. Yeah. So, OK. Well, uh, all right, guys, that's it. Well, next week, we will be back with our house or with our Night of the Seven Kingdoms iceberg. Yeah. And, you know, still kind of continuing our just summer. Uh, Jimmy, you went on a little short vacation last week. Yes, I did. And it was nice. It was wonderful, though. I feel like I need a vacation from my vacation because I'm still tired. <laughs> but uh, well. That's how it works, man. Yeah, that yeah, that's yeah. how it works. So, all right, guys. Well, with that, as always, want to thank you for playing the game of thrones. Our next episode, we will be back with a night of the seven kingdoms iceberg part two. Yes, and if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com or bend the knee We'll see you next time, and remember that winter is coming. <laughs> <laughs>